You're listening to How To with Katie and Suze, a podcast created for the young Christian who wants to understand faith in real life. These are your hosts, Katie Hathaway and Suzanne Rhodes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are so excited for today. We cannot wait. Today, we have Fran Thomas. She is the special events coordinator for Union University, where Suzanne and I both got our undergraduate degrees. And on a more personal note, she is one of my absolute favorite people ever. She has mentored me through a lot of different things and has been such an incredible encourager and um, just life coach and spiritual mentor. Uh, She has her own podcast. Podcast, rambling through everyday life with Fran and Angela, and she is just an incredible person. We are so excited to have her here today. Um, Fran, would you just like to say hello to the audience and the listeners? This is so much fun. I'm so thankful to be here with you guys. We're going to have a good time today. I have no doubt there'll be a little bit serious, a little bit funny. It's going to be a good time. Happy to be here. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. We'll see if we're actually serious. (laughs) That's to be determined. I feel like we need to tell a funny story of our time at Union, which I think should be, should it be the Alpha Alpha Delta Lima? <laughs> I, I really do think it should. I think it should. Suits, take it away. Alpha Alpha Delta Lima. So, hmm. It's not a sorority. It's not a fraternity. No, no it's just me. <laughs> um, so here's what happened, friends. So I used to answer the phone for undergraduate admissions. And this lady calls and she goes, I want to sign my son up to get emails for union. I say, oh my goodness, yes, like I'll put you down. What is his email? Well, she starts spinning off. I don't even know what it's called. What is it like military alphabet? Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe just made that up. But instead of saying the alphabet and I saying thought, letters. Like, let me just pause and say, I just totally said, yeah, that's what I <laughs> <laughs> The confidence. And the listeners are going to go, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> you are a pause. So instead of just saying letters like a normal human, she <laughs> goes, Alpha, Alpha, Delta, Lima. And it just like keeps going on through this entire email address only using those terms for the alphabet well I didn't know that that means letters instead of actual words so I get a sticky note and am like scribbling as quickly as I can physically writing out alpha alpha delta lima at (laughs) and all the way through the what we're going to call the military alphabet and on this sticky note is like five lines um and so I have that sticky note and I gave it to Fran as a as a giveaway mm. as a I'm leaving mm. and I want you to remember me gift mm. you um, know it's just kind of like how people you know have you ever done have you ever said to somebody you know like for my name Fran I'll have to say you know F is in funny because they're like did you say Sam did you say Fran and mm-hmm. you know F is in Fran so that's what she was doing right but she know. didn't say that she, A as right. an alpha she just said alpha alpha delta lima at and, I was and like, you oh thought what kind of email address is this no like whose email um, address is 20 words long that sticky note is like it needs to be 
putting a shadow box with a light on it because it's so awesome. <laughs> well, Fran, I was going to ask my next, my next question. Do you still have the sticky oh, note? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I saved it. I couldn't oh. tell you where it is, but I I'm, I did not throw that thing away. That's the real test of our friendship here. Yeah. Did she save the sticky note? Yeah. So, uh. That's well, one of my favorite memories ever. <laughs> Good. I that warms my heart. I'm glad that you I left that kind of legacy at, at this university. <laughs> That's all you can really ask for at the end of the day is that legacy being left. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Katie, can you do me a favor? Yeah, sure. Can you tell me why Fran is here? Yeah, could you rein this thing back in real quick? <laughs> why, why Fran is here? <laughs> why why wouldn't Fran be here is the realer question. Um, is the better question, whatever that word would be. So Fran is here because she is known by many, many people for a lot of reasons. For our purposes today, all good reasons. Let's preface that. They're all good reasons, I think. But today we are asking her how to ask good questions. So Fran is very known for the chair in her office that people can come and sit and just tell their whole lives and um, really be honest and open because Fran has cultivated a culture of asking good questions. So we just want to know, Fran, why are you passionate about asking good questions? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question. Um, I think it's just important. Oh, gosh, for a lot of reasons, but especially in the day that we live in now and everybody's just so busy going 100 miles an hour. Right. And and even my own life growing up, I didn't have good questions asked of me. So we really do have to be thoughtful and intentional in these questions, because you guys know, I mean, if you were just to look back at your own day to day, did you have good conversation with anybody? Did anybody engage you with good questions? And it's just, it's, if we're not careful and if we are not thoughtful and intentional about it, it's not going to happen. And we are going to see people be even more isolated, more disconnected, and just living these lives that are very um, just on the surface. So that leads literally perfectly into our second question. Before I ask it, though, I do want to take a tangent and say, I think the moment where you and I started having those good conversations and those deeper conversations was probably one of the biggest moments I could say at Union where I started to feel really known and loved because there was someone that knew me and was asking questions that weren't just, how are you? And when you ask somebody, how are you? It's so easy to just be like, okay, how are you? And then then you move on past that really, really quickly. But whenever we would talk, it was, how are you? And how are you really? Like, how is this thing doing in your life? So to you, what constitutes a good question? Like, what is, what are some questions that you ask in your everyday life with people that you know and love? And what do those conversations look like for you? Well, I think that, I think there's people in our lives throughout the day that you're, it's perfectly fine to just say, hey, how are you? Because you are passing each other, you know, you're moving in two different directions or, you know, you don't have that space, that opportunity to truly go into a harder, deeper, more personal conversation. So I don't want to dismiss, hey, how are you? That's a very important question. It just is kind and it shows that we care. And it's probably true that it's a Southern thing. But um, I think that people need to continue to ask that question. But then I think you need to make sure that in your day, before you start even asking the good questions, is that you have that time and that space and that margin that you get to have those conversations with people. 
Um, and it, that's, that's where it starts. And then you need to look at who are the people in my life that I can have these conversations with, because I think there's people that don't have those relationships where they are asking those harder, more important, deeper level questions. And so everybody just kind of right now is sitting there thinking, hmm, did I even do that today? And then who would I even do that with? And that that in itself, I don't want people to sit there and go, oh, well, I don't even have anybody that I would have these harder conversations with. And I think if that's you, you just stop right there and and ask yourself, well, maybe I do. I'm just not taking and taking advantage of the opportunity. Maybe they're right there and you're just not. And maybe you need to be the first person to open up and not right off the bat, but just with some time and good conversation, just you're able to step into that space in a little bit in the future. It's coming, just maybe not right now. That's exactly what um, I think is so neat to recognize is if you don't feel like you are being asked those good questions, maybe it's your turn to ask them. Yeah. Maybe it's your turn to to be bold and to have those conversations with others and invite others into that. And then in turn, you'll be asked those good questions as well. Absolutely. And so depending on your relationship, depending on how well you know this person, is going to depend on the, com- the question that you ask. And so... I have two, I have two sets of questions. One is for, you know, somebody like you, Katie, if I know you so well that I would ask you something along the lines of what's the condition of your heart right now, Katie, because you're forced to answer that question. You can say, well, the condition of my heart is terrible because I'm in a bad mood or I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed or I'm tired, but it, you have to answer the question. You can't not answer it. And so I would give you a chance to answer that. And then I would say, we would talk about that and then ask you, all right, what's the Lord teaching you right now? It's a completely separate question. It doesn't have to be tied to that first question. But then again, if you answer that question with the Lord's not teaching me anything. Okay, well, that's a great answer. You answered it. You answered it honestly. And then we get to talk about that. It's just a conversation. It's not a place or a time to be critical of anybody's answers. Oh my gosh, no. It is not that time to do that. It's to just listen. You just, I, I think that too, we, we have forgotten how to listen well. You don't have to have an answer for everything. Just give people a space to, to listen and to answer the question. And then if I didn't know the person super well and you're just starting off in this friendship, then I might ask, let's pretend that I don't know Suzanne very well. I might say, okay, Suzanne, what's the greatest thing about being Suzanne Rhodes right now? And you have to answer that question. And then I might say, okay, what's the hardest thing about being Suzanne right now? And it just allows that person to give you as much information as they want to. And you get to have conversation around them. You're making them feel seen because you want to. You people, you said it, Katie, people want to be seen and valued and heard. And in a, in a world where we're just all going a million miles an hour, and if we're not building 
not taking the time to do this, I think the time is there, but we're not taking the time to do it, then you're not going to have good conversation with people. And that's the whole point of why we're here, you know, is to, to love people and to know people and to grow in our relationship as a believer in the Lord with people. So you've got to be thinking about more than, hey, how are you? But that's, there's nothing wrong with starting there. You just want to build from there. One thing I love that you're saying is, is you're talking about um, those questions, those two sets of questions and how I feel like you in both sets, you meet people where they're are, where they're at. So you work in a college in a university and you have an influx of new people every single year, uh, which is great. And then ha- sad when you have to leave it because like Suzanne and I were like, no, we wish we could go back. But, um, Suzanne kind of stayed in a weird way in the best way possible. But, um, I feel like the the beauty of those two sets of questions is meeting people where they're at. So both sets and especially that second one of just um, what's the best and worst thing about being you right now can really be asked to anyone at any stage of life. And Christian or non-Christian, you're going to get a great answer that is unique and purposeful. And yeah, it will lead you down a path of conversation that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So you had mentioned you know, the point of asking good questions is to get to know someone deeper. And you had touched a little bit on that's our purpose as Christians, but I'm going to push you a little further in that. How does asking good questions really, why is it an important component to Christian living? Well, I think that, you know, for whatever reason, the Lord chooses to leave us on this planet and we're left here. We are left here with one another, whether we like it or not. <laughs> you know, you're yeah, left here with yeah. people. You are left here with people. And as believers, as people that are trying to live out the gospel, I mean, I can't think of a better example than Jesus himself than caring for and loving people well. He loved all the people and he took time to love them well. And so for me, just as as simple as that sounds, that's what we want to do. We want to take care of people and we want to love people well, exactly where they are. Love people well. Oh, I think that's so beautiful. Um, I've been watching the Chosen TV series lately and just seeing the way that 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 show depicts Jesus and the gospels and the disciples and their interactions um, leads me to believe. And we know this from scripture that Jesus is a good communicator and, and interacts with people well and um, ask good questions too. So I think that that's, that's one thing that for sure makes it an important aspect of Christian life. If we're to become more like Christ, we're to engage with people well and ask good questions. Um, So the other side of asking good questions uh, is listening. So if we're asking good questions, then we have to be prepared to sit and listen to the answer, uh, which hopefully with the better questions we ask, the deeper and better answers we get. So what does real listening look like and how can we become better listeners today? Well, I think everybody knows the answer to this. The answer, one of the answers is you're not listening and already thinking of your answer and what you're going to say, because our job as as friends, as mentors, as leaders, whatever position you are in with the person that you're sitting with, it's not to fix everything. It's not always to give the greatest, best advice. It, it sometimes is, and there is a place for that, but we don't, we need to, they need to know that they have our full attention. And 
we um, on the podcast that you referenced, um, Katie, that Angela and I have, we have an episode with Mallory Lamb, who is a, uh, she's a licensed social worker. And she said something in this particular episode that I thought, oh my gosh, y'all, this, this right here is the key to better listening. But she said, we know this, y'all. I'm not about to say anything that's just, you know, shocking and revolutionary. But if your phone is out and you're, and you are paying attention to your phone, acknowledging your phone, even your watch, if you have an Apple watch, she called them micro movements. So if those micro movements is something that you're doing when you're supposed to be paying attention to somebody, ultimately you're telling that person, you really aren't that important to me right now. If you're, if you are sitting in a, in a conversation with somebody and it, it truly is a deeper conversation and you are answering a text or, you know, just even looking at your phone to see what notification you just got and your watch too, for that matter, you are telling the person that I don't, I'm not giving you my full attention right now. And this really isn't as important as maybe I'm letting you believe that it is. And I, when she's, when we talked about that, I thought, mm-hmm, everybody needs to write that down. <laughs> Cause I, I can vividly remember instances when I'm having a conversation with someone, we're going deeper and I give into the temptation to look at my phone real quick. And you can see that instant just snap of mm-hmm. a difference of, okay, the, the walls are built back up That's again. Right. And, that is just so, I mean, it's something that we've recognized, but to actually put sentences to it, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Micro movements, those micro movements of anything when you are trying to have conversation with somebody, um, it's, that, that person's going to be very sensitive to it. And you just need to be aware that when I'm present with you, I'm fully present. And that is something we have to fight. We really have to mentally fight for that because we do, we are addicted to notifications on our phone and on our watches and God help us. But if, if we are sitting with somebody, we, I hope and pray that we would be the best listener by being very aware and attuned to what they're saying and giving them that space that we've literally given them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any other tips on listening well? Um, I think that just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, when you um, don't say something just for the sake of saying something, just just to spout off something that is wise because you want to sound wise, um, you don't you don't have to do that every time. Sometimes people just need to talk and you just need to listen. And then the other thing I think I would say is if somebody's starts to open up to you about something that you truly don't understand and maybe even just think is silly or they're making a big deal about something, just simply say, I am so sorry that that hurt you. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I'm so sorry that you feel that way. Just acknowledge their pain. Everybody has pain. So if somebody is being brave enough to tell you what's hurt them, You don't have to understand it. You don't have to have experienced it. Just simply say, I'm sorry and leave it there. They don't want you to give some psychological answer and fix it solution. Just say, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah. 
Man, I what great advice you've given us. And honestly, something that Katie and I have built this podcast on is, you know, giving practical advice for, you know, um, principles of Christian living, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that this is so practical. I mean, active listening is such an important skill that seems simple when you say it out loud, Mm -hmm. but it is so hard to implement and it's so rare to see it implemented well. And Fran, I really do believe that you have embodied everything that you are discussing on this podcast. You know, I don't think that uh, these are empty words. Like I see this lived out in your life and I can see how deeply you care about people through something as simple as stopping what you're doing at your computer in your office turning around and listening to the college student who is just rambling about something random in your office. And I admire that so much, Fran. I sincerely do. People matter. They do. People matter. I'll say it again. It's why the good Lord has left us here on this planet. And we want to steward. All of us want to steward people well. We want to love well. Amen. Amen. So to end the the conversation, I kind of want to give the audience three practical steps. What can they do from listening to this podcast? How can they take it away with them um, and just really start implementing this in their lives today? I think the first thing you need to do is look at the people in your life. Who are the people? If you're going to work every day, if you're going to school every day, just stop for a minute and think, who are five people that I spend a lot of time with? Who are they? So you can name them. You can write their names down. You can picture their faces. You know your relationship with them. Think about who those people are. And then if you've got five people, three people, however many people, whoever they are, then think, what kind of conversations do I have with them? And maybe there's one that you need to take to the next level that you really do need to be a little bit more intentional with and I agree with Katie. Don't wait for the other person to take the lead. You just do it. You just do it because you care about them. And then you pick one of those sets of questions based on how well you know them. And then just start having conversation and allow them to ask you the same questions. It's not a one-way street. I've said over and over and over again, as many questions as I have asked of college students or my friends, whoever, please ask those back of me because I need to be held accountable for my own life and my own heart and how I'm living and how I'm loving people and treating people. So, um, you know, just slowly be patient and just out of a pure heart and a pure motive, cultivate friendships that are living in that space of just really good questions and conversation. Because once once you start doing that, you won't go back and, and live on the surface anymore. Mm, that's beautiful. Well, Fran, we are so appreciative for you joining us today. This has been an absolute joy just to have a conversation with you. And we truly believe that this will change so many lives and change the way that people relate to one another. Mm, um, so friends, as we, as we move forward, Um, may we ask good and thoughtful questions and may we also listen to people because that's how we love others well. 
May you go in grace and peace to love and serve the Lord. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye.